welcome to episode 30. That's right, three zero of Scar Bearers. I'm Chris DT Gordon. As always, it is a blessing to have you here with me today. And as always, Nate Barron, thank you for supplying that fantastic theme music. And welcome aboard, Britain Barron, to the team, Team Gordon, I guess. I don't know. Uh, with his post-production skills. If you want to reach out to either or both of them, you can do it at Nate Barron. So I looked, I still don't have any funny or interesting or weird reviews to read. So instead, I'm just going to let you know that you can find me at Linktree. That's linktr.ee forward slash Chris DT Gordon. You can find my YouTube, my Facebook, my Instagram, my LinkedIn, and some other things as well, in case you want to see what I have to offer as a professional speaker, as I like to share my message with middle and high school students. Well, today I talk with my friend, Nancy Gonzalez. She escaped an abusive relationship and now has become a renowned author speaker, coach, and podcast host in her own right. I hope you really enjoy this conversation. And as for a sponsor, I guess I'm my own sponsor today. And I am saying thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Now, when I started this podcast, it was just a way to practice and hone my speaking skills because at the, being, at the beginning of this calendar year, I decided I wanted to speak and share my message to middle and high school students about my survival and my recovery. Hopefully they will gain some benefit from it so they can forge their futures, as I like to say. However, pandemics have a way of messing up with things such as opening schools up. So I decided to pivot and create this podcast. And it has been a blessing to me and hopefully you, as I have met some wonderful and inspiring people in the past year. So I want to thank them and thank you for allowing me to take up your time and your attention to share my message as well as their messages. All right, please enjoy this conversation with Nancy. Hey, welcome back to Scar Bearers. I'm Chris DT Gordon. It's so great to have you here with me today. I'm joined by my new friend, Nancy Gonzalez. How are you, Nancy? I'm doing fantastic today. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, as I always try to be. <laughs> and so, uh, Nancy, you and I are connected because we both have scars. However, yes. mine are more physical, uh, and you have scars of a different nature. Would you mind uh, telling me about those? Sure. So I am a victim of domestic violence. I'm actually a survivor of domestic violence. And my scars come from 14 years of mental abuse, verbal abuse, and psychological abuse that has lasted me what it seems like to be a last uh, lifetime. So I left my abuser nine years ago, and it's been very difficult to adjust to my new world simply because sometimes those scars still haunt me and they still um, have triggers 
However, through counseling, through um, a positive mindset, through thinking positively, that's helped me to overcome a lot of those scars. But there's always something that's hindering behind all of that, that I work real hard to make sure that I, I move forward. If you don't mind me asking, Nancy, what are some possible triggers for you? For me personally, my biggest trigger is being around people that drink. My ex-husband used to drink seven nights a week to a point that he would pass out. If I am at, it could be at a party or even a bar or anything like that. And if people are drinking alcohol around me, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I get triggered when I hear someone raise their voice or someone starts fighting with someone because you know that anytime alcohol is involved, that, that kind of behavior is heightened. That kind of trigger really upsets me just because I think my brain goes into that mode of, uh-oh, someone is intoxicated, someone is fighting, someone is arguing you're going to get attacked. I'm lucky enough to be with someone now in my life that he knows that that's a trigger for me. So usually I've been told that when that happens, I get a very glazed look over my face um, because I think I start having anxiety and I go into um, kind of a panic mode. Um, so luckily I'm with someone that recognizes that behavior and moves me from that situation. Another trigger for me uh, for a long time, and I'm better now, but for a long time was loud noises um, because he would bang a lot of things or he would punch doors, he would punch walls. So those loud noises used to, to bother me a lot. I've gotten a lot better about it because now I know how to um, ground myself with breathing techniques and I know things to, to say to myself to realize that I'm out of that situation and I'm safe and I'm okay. Now, would those triggers be considered signs of post-traumatic stress disorder? Yes. Yes, it would be. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I uh, first of all, I wanted to uh, I express my gratitude that you're with someone now that makes you feel safe and mm -hmm. also helps you in those situations when you find yourself, you know, around people who drink or, you know, loud, uh, uh, around loud noises. Now, you were going to, uh, before I ask my question, talk about uh, steps you had um, made moving forward, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So some of the things that I have done is I've done a lot of research on anxiety because along with the PTSD, I had um, a lot of anxiety. Um, when you're walking on eggshells for 14 years and actually was probably about 16 years because we dated for a couple of years before we got married. When you're walking on eggshells for that long, you are in a constant state of worry. You're in a constant state of oh my gosh, what if I say something to make him upset or make him wrong? So that anxiety is just very heightened. When I left my abuser, I was having anywhere from nine to about 12 anxiety attacks a day. And I went to see several doctors trying to get help and I kept getting dismissed. I, I had one doctor that said, oh, you're just the upset ex-wife that is, you know, upset until I finally found a doctor that really listened to me and realized that I had an issue. 
Um, so I was put on medication for a while that was able to control it, but she taught me tons of different little exercises that I could do to control that anxiety. Now it's rare that I will have an anxiety attack, but like I said at the beginning, it was just so hard because it was taking over my whole entire life. So I've left this abusive relationship thinking that, okay, that's all behind me and I can live a better life. But now I'm dealing with the anxiety and, and all of that stuff that came with it, all that extra baggage. But luckily through time, through support, through talking to other women that have been through this issue, I have been able to get the help that I needed. Um, and now I'm striving and now I help other people reach those goals. And that, you know, again, First of all, I want to uh, thank you for using your experience to help others. Thank you. Um, you know, that's very brave because you're, you know, at least for my situation, you have a risk of putting yourself back into that mindset of where that other person is now. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I really exalt you for that. Oh, thank you. Definitely. Thank you. Um, you know, going back to those, um, those anxiety attacks, were they all the same severity or did they, you know, was it based on the situation? You know, at, at the beginning, they kind of came and went. The beginning, I think that I was having so much because, you know, I had left the abusive relationship. I had three kids and they were young. So they were going through a lot. They went from a home that was already broken because even though their parents were married, we still had a broken home. But now I removed them from that. And no matter what, that is still their dad. So it was separating from that. I went from being a stay-at-home mom to now I had to go work full-time. So that was another change. And then just trying to figure out what do I do next? How am I going to get food on the table? And how am I going to survive? So there was just so much pressure on me. So that brought on anxiety attacks. And then sometimes just the littlest trigger, you know, my ex-husband, and this is a very common trait when someone loses um, an abusive relationship, um, he would call me, oh my gosh, I felt like a million times a day and text me. So it was just nonstop. So that's where a lot of that anxiety came from until I finally made that mental note that I'm just not going to let him get to me anymore. And every time that I would get upset about something or worry about something, I would literally say, okay, brain, just, just shut up. It's I'm out of that. I'm not in that danger anymore. And I can get through it. And little by little, I was able to to get through it. Um, and and I, I feel fortunate, as crazy as it sounds, that I did go through it because now when I do help other people, I completely understand what they're going through. And that person that's going through it realizes that they're not alone. Um, so to have someone there going it, through it with you is priceless. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can totally understand that. And so what are some ways that you do reach out to people and you make this experience, I don't want to say worthwhile, but you, you make it uh, a positive instead of a negative for not only yourself, but for others? Well, one of the things that I did was I founded a nonprofit organization to empower victims of domestic violence. And our goal is simply just to make them from victim to survivor. So from my own personal experience, I wanted something good to come out of it. So I created this nonprofit and the, the premise of it is that I give them 
out bags filled with toiletries. So when they leave their abuser, they're able to take care of themselves. That's the one thing that they don't pack. That's the one thing I didn't pack. So that's number one. But along with that, they get support from me. Um, I'm always there to talk. I don't counsel them, but I do talk to them because I understand what they're going through, um, as well as I provide them with um, a shelter if they need to. I try to get them into one of the shelters or someplace safe that they can be. Uh, some of them need to find jobs. I help them with getting food, things like that, so they can get back on track. And I try to explain to them that it's going to be a really bumpy road, but if you stick with it and don't go back and allow yourself to become a survivor and thrive, the world is just an open canvas that they can paint whatever they want. And the beauty of it is this time they're in control of that paintbrush. And I tell them all the time, paint whatever picture you want because now you are in control, nobody else is. And when I start explaining it like that, you can almost see like that weight just lift off their shoulders and they go, oh, I never thought of it that way. And sometimes even just going grocery shopping by themselves and having that freedom to get whatever they want, you know, little things like that. So I kind of guide them with those, those things. And I have women that have called to me at midnight crying because they're upset and I talk to them and we try to get through it. Um, but providing that support has been essential for them. That's fantastic. Now, do you, usually uh, talk with women from the Clearwater area? Or, I mean, how far have you been able to reach out and help people? When I first started it, yes, it was just in Clearwater where I live. In November of 2019, Women's Day Magazine did um, an article on my nonprofit. And from that magazine, of course, it's a nationwide magazine, I've been able to help people literally across the nation. And what I do is when they contact me, we kind of figure out um, the situation. My number one question to them is always, are you safe? Um, once they establish that, yes, they're safe, then we move on to what it is that they need. And then I try to help them find a shelter that's near them. So if it's outside my area, I try to help them find something close to them and then give them the National Domestic Violence Hotline phone number so that they can get help that way as well. Um, but I've helped many women to date. It's about nine women that I have helped them create an exit plan and have actually helped them get out of their situation. Um, and I think my farthest one from Clearwater has been Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so it's, I mean, yeah, domestic violence, unfortunately, is a worldwide problem. So I try to help out as much as I can. Well, I, you know, that is, it's great that you are starting this adventure and that you're able to have that outreach. What is your, if you have an ultimate goal for this endeavor, what would that be? Number one, I would love for domestic violence to go away. That would be the ultimate dream. Um, however, we know that unfortunately that will never happen. So what I would love to do, and this is what I've started to do, is um, create a plan with women, um, a roadmap, if you will, so that they know what it is that they need to do next. A lot of the women that leave, they're just flustered. They don't even know what they do next. So what I've started to do is help women create their own roadmaps. I call them the roadmaps to success so they can figure out what it is that they need to do and, and accomplish their goals. 
Um, because just because you're a victim of domestic violence doesn't mean that your life is ruined forever. Um, for me, I consider it to be a blessing simply because I am who I am today. I love who I am and I love that I'm such a fierce advocate for domestic violence. If you would have told me this, you know, many moons ago that I would be doing this, I would have said, nah, you know, because no man's ever going to hurt me. No guy's ever going to do anything to me. But yet here I am. Um, so just kind of teaching them that it's not the end of the world. It's going to be tough and we're going to get through it, but you're going to come out shining on the other side. That's excellent. Now, what, uh, what is next for you, both personally and for the nonprofit? For me personally, um, I'm a public speaker, so I travel a lot trying to spread awareness of domestic violence. Um, so I do conferences and summits and podcasts, really any opportunity that I get to talk about domestic violence. As far as for the, the nonprofit, just to continue helping the people that we do, because uh, that in itself is just so rewarding. And when someone gets one of our bags and they send me an email that just simply said, thank you, I don't know the last time I wore lipstick, or thank you because of your bag, I was able to give my kids a bath. Um, those little things mean more to me than absolutely anything. Um, so I'm kind of growing both myself, I'm always growing, and same with my nonprofit. That's fantastic. Um, and it's, again, I'm so proud of how far you've come. Thank and you. And what you are doing to help others do the same. Thank you. You're welcome. So if someone wanted to reach out to you, Nancy, how would they do that? The best way to reach out to me is on my website, nancyencourages.com. Um, on there, you'll be able to sign up for some strategies. If you're going through something tough, no matter what it is, um, I have strategies. I know how you can be better and not bitter because it's real easy to be bitter. Um, along with that, you can find information about my nonprofit, a little bit about me. Um, there's all kinds of information, but it's nancyencourages.com. Excellent. I, I think uh, you should make a t-shirt that says, be better, not bitter. I like that idea. I, I think I, you, may, <laughs> you might make a little coin out of that. So. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, great. Well, I have one more question, and it's the question my audience loves to hear the answer to. What is your favorite dinosaur? Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay. And why, why T-Rex? Because they kind of crack me up how they try to, you know, their hands are so little. <laughs> Every time I see the little <laughs> cartoons, it just, it cracks me up. Yeah. Like so, uh, when you happen, yeah. you know it, clap your, oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, good. Well, Nancy, uh, I'm glad we could end this uh, conversation on a, a laughing note, even though I know it's a serious situation, Absolutely. serious uh, topic, but thank you so much again for sharing your time with us. And I wish you just the best in your personal and professional endeavors. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Hey, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Nancy. If you want to see what she's up to or reach out to her, you can find her at nancyencourages.com. As always, I humbly ask you to like, rate, review, share, and whatever you want to do with this episode in a positive manner, of course, folks. I greatly appreciate your time that you spent listening or watching this uh, interview with Nancy. And if you want to see what I have going on as a professional speaker and podcast host, you can find me on Linktree. Once again, that's linktr.ee forward slash 
Chris DT Gordon. You'll find my YouTube, my podcast, my Facebook, Instagram, link, LinkedIn, and a couple other things as well. So please check that out at Linktree and see if I can help you out in, in any fashion. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Enjoy your Thanksgiving week. And remember to pass on perfection and go for greatness. Oh.